You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. Something or someone that is important. Number one is something or someone that should not be taken lightly or as a joke. Something that is important or someone that is important, you should not take them lightly or as a joke. Number two is something or someone that we should respect or take seriously. When something is important to you, you respect it and you take it seriously. If the Lord is important to you, you're going to respect him. And you're going to take him serious. What he deems you and I should do, you respect that. Even if you don't feel like obeying it or completely agree, because it's coming from God, it's important. And we should take that serious. Why do you praise God? Because he's important to me. Why do you lift your hands? Because he is important to me. Why do y'all start service on time? Because it's important to us. Why do you pull your pants up when you get dressed? Because I respect myself. I don't want to show you my personal parts. I respect my myself and I respect you. When something or someone is important, you respect it or take it serious. When something finally is important, especially when it's attached to God, young people, you got to understand It's going to be something that can give you salvation. God's word should be important to you because it's going to reveal knowledge that produces salvation in your life. Why you give your life to Jesus? Because I want to be saved from his wrath. I don't want to die in my sin. My soul is important to me. I'm not playing around with my soul because I understand when I die, I'm going to spend forever, eternity, in one or two places, either in heaven or in in hell. 
How many understand these three basic definitions of importance by a show of hands? With that being said, let, let me reiterate this. Part of your growth, your development, or your maturity, young people and young adults, is being able to discern who and what is important. You have to learn who and what is important and carry yourself in such a manner. What's important and who is important? You got to learn how to prioritize. Jesus taught the lesson of importance to his disciples, and he said, look, God's kingdom and his righteousness should be the most important thing to you. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything you need, everything you desire will be added to you. And so your mindset as a mature young person should be God and the things of God should be number one. God and all that pertains to him, whether it's his church or his servants, that should be number, number one in my life. Because if the truth be told, sometimes young men and young women don't focus on what's truly most important. I said sometimes you, you don't focus on what's most important. And you have, to, you have to check yourself because if you don't learn to focus on who and what is important in life, you're going to miss the hand of God in your life. You're going to miss on God doing bigger and better in your life if you focus on the wrong thing. Your mindset needs to be what's most important in my life as it pertains to the will of God, and that needs to be your focus. We learn this from an Old Testament story about a prophet who had a young servant. At the time, the servant was immature. The prophet and the young servant were surrounded by a host of their enemies. Now, the prophet, he was focused on who was most important. He was focused on the Lord. But the young servant was focused on the host of enemies that surrounded them. And he came running to his master. What, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And it was so bad, the prophet had to say, Lord, open his eyes so he can see what's most important. I submit there's some of us in here right now. You're going through what you're going through, but you need to learn what you should and should not focus on. When the prophet talked the young man and prayed for him, then his eyes, the Bible says, was open and he could see who was most important. It wasn't his enemies. It was God who was surrounded by him. And how many know if God be with you, you're more? 
Again, part of your maturity is learning to focus on what's and who is most important. How many understand? It's got to be your choice. What am I focusing on? Who am I focusing on? And if your focus is on the will of God, things are going to work out for you. God is going to move for you. But only if he is your primary focus. In our text, we have three important people that we need to be familiar with and learn from. And, and while I'm saying that, let me say this. In life, you need to learn how to learn from other people. You need to learn how to look at what other people do and you learn from it so you can either experience certain things or not experience certain things. You need to learn how to just sit back and look at certain people's lifestyle and learn from them. And that's what we're going to do on this morning. We're going to look at three people in our text. One, an angel. Two, a woman. And three, a child. Who are the three important people we're going to learn from this morning? Number one, an angel. Number two, a woman. And number three, a child. Number one, an angel. Primary definition, young people. Not the only, but one of the main definitions of an angel is a messenger. A messenger. Angels are real. Now, we don't need to do like the Catholics and worship angels. But we need to understand angels have their place. Now, when it comes to an angel, basically, there's two types that I want to talk about today. You got heavenly angels and you have earthly angels. What type of angels do you have? Heavenly and, and earthly. You got celestial angels, angels that are in the realm of the unseen. Such angels, the Bible calls them angels of the Lord, or these are angels of light, or angels of righteousness, angels that serve the Lord. But then you have fallen angels, which we call demons. And we know demons come to steal, kill, and, and destroy. But when it comes to an angel of the Lord, I want you to remember that they primarily serve God and oftentimes they fight for him and they deliver messages. Another type angel are earthly angels. An earthly angel, according to the scripture, is considered a pastor. The apostle John in the book of Romans wrote, say to the angel of the church. Your pastor is an angel, an overseer of the house, or we would be right to say an earthly, an earthly angel. Look how y'all looking at me now, but I got a question for you. Am I Bible? Yes. All right. 
In our text, this was a heavenly angel that had a name. The scripture reveals was Gabriel. Gabriel was sent from the Lord to give a message to a particular person. In other words, the angel had a rhema, a rhema word. And God does not change. He still gives his angels rhema words or specific words for a specific group of people. And so Gabriel is on his assignment. And notice Luke 1 and 19. In part, he says, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God sent to speak to you or give you a message and bring you these glad tidings. Boy, that's, that, that gets me excited. When an angel hears from God, whether it be an earthly angel or a heavenly angel, they are excited to deliver the message. I said they are excited to deliver the message to whom God tells them to go to. And that's what he does for us every week. He gives your pastor a word to bring specifically to the house. And I'm just wondering, is anybody in here that's hungering and thirsting for what God has for them? And so Gabriel shows up, and this is the important lesson we see here. When an angel of the Lord speaks a word to you, you need to believe it. When an angel of the Lord comes with a word just for you, you need to grab a hold to it. You need to be believe it. Why is this important? Because if we believe God's prophets, if we believe God's messengers, we gonna prosper. You, you have to grab a hold to the word, young folk, no matter what you are going through and no matter what you are dealing with. The word is powerful. The word can change you and your situation. But, but it'll only happen if you be believe it. Somebody shout, you gotta believe the word. And so Gabriel tells Marion in Luke 1 and 28, he says, rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. He come in there excited. He come in there letting her know what she need to do. He come in there letting her know who she is and what God thinks about her. He says, look, I want you to start praising the Lord because you got favor on your life. And because the word made it into the scripture, it just wasn't for Mary. It's also for us. If you are a child of God, you are highly faithful. You got God's favor on your life and it does not matter what you're going through or where you come from. Because you are born again, you better rejoice. You better rejoice because you have favor on your life. And then Gabriel says, you're blessed. That's what he said. You are blessed among women. I come to let somebody know in here, you blessed among young folk. 
You are not like the average young person. Because you got Jesus as the head of your life, there are blessings on your head. The Bible says that he will bless the righteous. Tell somebody, I'm blessed. Even if you don't feel blessed, even if you look at your bank account and it don't look blessed, you got to receive and believe the word. I am blessed. See, when, when it really gets a hope to you or you grab a hope to it, you're going to start speaking it. You're going to start saying, I'm blessed. I am blessed. My marriage is blessed. What I, what I touch, it's blessed. When people give into my life, they going to be blessed. Wherever I go, God got a blessing for me. When it really gets in you, when you really believe it, young folk, you going to talk about it. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. I'm wondering, does anybody in here believe that you're blessed? Matter of fact, not just believe it, do you know it? I'm up here teaching it and preaching it. It ought to move somebody. You ought to respond by shouting, he talking about me. He said, you bless, girl. You bless. And when you know you bless, you don't mind giving God the praise. He says, rejoice. Do y'all see it in the verse? He had a good message for her. And he was telling her the will of God. But something was going on in the woman. And we know by now, the second person that's important in the text is Mary. Is Mary. The first thing the angel tells her, after he tells her that she's blessed and highly favored, he has to tell her, look, do not be afraid. When God sends a word, oftentimes fear will try to keep you and I from receiving the word. And how many know God did not give us the spirit of fear? It's just like I'm up here teaching and laying it down right. You, you got to let this word get in your heart. Don't be afraid to say what God says you are. Don't be afraid to say what God says you can have. Don't be afraid to say what God says you are. And don't be afraid to say what God says you can, you can have. Don't be uh, afraid. Matter of fact, if, if it was in our day and time, you might say, don't be scared. Look at somebody and say, don't be afraid. Let it come out of your mouth. Speak it. Open up your mouth. Death and life is in the power of the, of the tongue. Don't be uh, afraid. Just believe what I'm telling you. Receive what God is putting on the table. So fear was attacking her, but then carnality or her flesh was messing with her. Because Mary heard what the preacher said or the angel said. But then she said, well, how can these things be? How can these things be? She started looking at herself and her situation. 
In other words, she got in the flesh. Just for a moment. She said, how can these things be? How many of you have ever been guilty of hearing a word, but then trying to rationalize what you heard? Trying to figure it out. How can I be blessed and I ain't got no job? How can I be blessed and I can't even get everybody in my family a Christmas gift? How can I be blessed? She tried to figure it out. In other words, she was leaning on her own understanding. You got to get to the point to where if God says a thing, regardless of what I see, I I believe what God said. See, if you walk in the flesh, the Bible teaches that you're going to have death. But if you walk in the spirit, you're going to have life. Which one do you want? Death or life? Shout your answer. Life. Well, if you want life or what God promised, you got to learn to just stop walking by sight and start walking by faith. That means you, you ought to just leave here proclaiming the word over yourself regardless of where you are. Lord, you said I'm blessed. Guess what? I'm blessed. Lord, you said I'm the head, not the tail. Guess what? I'm the head and not, and not the tail. Lord, you said this is going to be a good day. Guess what? It's going to be a good day. Don't allow your flesh to hinder you from receiving what God has said concerning your life. And just for a moment, that's where Mary was at. She heard it, but she was, she was just trying to figure it out. She, she was carnal. We don't need to be like that. We got to remember scriptures like Zechariah 4 and 6 that says in part that God would do things not by might nor by power, but by his, his spirit. And see, that's what the angel told Mary. He said, look, all of what I'm saying is going to happen in your life because the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. In other words, Gabriel was telling Mary that, look, all of what God is saying is going to happen, but it's going to be a God thing. What God wants and will do in your life is not going to be by the hands of man. It's going to be a, a God thing. If you're going to get your dreams and desires, it's going to be a God thing. If things are going to work out together for your good, you got to understand it's going to be a God thing. If God is going to cause it to work out in your favor, it's going to be a God thing. Not your parents, not your friends, not your job. God. 
God is going to do this. Mary, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you and a miracle is going to take place in your life. And God don't change. I said God does not change. God will cause miracles to take place in our life, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he was sent to do, which is to guide us into what? All truth. And so Mary, she, in those few moments, had to deal with fear and her flesh. But I love how she concluded the conversation. Look at, look at Luke 1 and 38. Y'all still with me? Mary says, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. The second important thing, Mary just said, look, let it be. She said, I ain't going to fight it. If this is what God want to do in my life, let it be. Go ahead and have your way. See, when God get to dealing with you, if you are not saved, if you are in sin, and he said, look, I want to save you. I want to change your life for the better. I want to do great things in your life. You need to be like Mary. Lord, let it be. I, I, I want you to do what you saying you want to do in my life. Lord, let it, let it be. Don't fight it. Just let it be. Lord, if you want to bless me, let it, let it be. Lord, if you want to heal me, let it, let it be. Lord, if you want to use me, let it be. I wish I had somebody in here that, that had that in their spirit. Somebody shout, Lord, let it be. That's it. If you want to bless me, favor me, let it be, and I ain't going to fight it. Isn't it sad when you got some young folk that fight what God want to do in their life? Why are you fighting what God wants to do? God wants to do better. Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundant. Why are you fighting it? Go ahead and be the young man that God wants you to be. Go ahead and be the young woman that God wants you to be. Don't fight it. Just let it, let it be. Let it be. And that's what she said. And then the angel departed. But the third important person in the verse has to do with the child that Gabriel was speaking about that was going to come from Mary's womb. She said, you're going to have a child. And after she said, let it be, Gabriel just said some things to Mary about the child that was going to come out of her very womb. And that's the third and final lesson we need to deem important and learn from. What was all of this about between Mary and the messenger? It was about the child. What was it about? It was about the, the child. As we celebrate Christmas, it needs to be about the child. As you hang out with your friends and family, it needs to be about the child. In our day and time, we say Jesus is the 
reason for the season. But what was it about the child that Gabriel told Mary that should be important to young people and young adults in our day and time? Let's look at these few truths about the child that Gabriel said in our verses, and then we're going to be done. Y'all ready? Y'all still with me? Number one, Gabriel was specific to Mary when it came to the name of the child. The name of the child we know is Jesus. That name. Names are important. The name of Jesus should be important to you as a young woman and as a young man. Notice what he says here in Luke 131. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. And he told her what to name her child. And you shall call his name Jesus. She may have wanted to name him Roberto. Craig, Day Day, but the, the messenger said, no, you're going to name him Jesus. Tell somebody names are important. You're going to name this son. So when people say this name, it's going to be some power happening. Is no other name under heaven that has been given unto men, the Bible says, by where we must be saved. Jesus' name means sal salvation. That name. That name. Woo, somebody say that name. That name is important. Not Saint Nick. Not Jolly Old Fella. Not Rudolph. Blitzen. No, Jesus. Jesus, that name. That name. When you're at the store, hey, little man, what's Santa getting you for Christmas? Nothing. Let them know, Jesus. It's that name. That's where my deliverance coming from. That's where my salvation is coming from. Not no Santa Claus. No, Jesus. It's the name, young people. And I pray that you deem his name important, so much so that you understand the name, but then when you start having your family and having children, you teach them the importance of the name of Jesus. This is our legacy. We need to pass this, this down. Am I right? It's that name. Salvation has three connotations. Notice the notes. Protection, deliverance, and what? Prosperity. When we call on the name of Jesus, we're going to get protection, we're going to get deliverance, and we're going to get prosperity. All of that comes through the name of Jesus. No other name. 
Number two, Gabriel tells Mary that he will be great. He will be what? Great. great. Luke one thirty two. in part, he tells Mary he will be great. And this is important. Our God, young people, is mighty. He's mighty. This ain't no imagination. This ain't no, just no character in the Bible. Our God is mighty. He can do anything in your life. He can help you with anything. He knows everything. He got an answer, solution, and if you lack wisdom, all you got to do is ask him. Our God is great. I said, our God is, is great. He's mighty. We serve a mighty God. And the psalmist said, great is the Lord in Psalm 48 and 1. And look at this, and greatly to be praised. A great God deserves a great praise. I said, a great God deserves a great praise. God is looking for young folk that got a great praise. And check this out. He ain't begging nobody to praise him. You got to know that he is great because that's what the Bible says. And when you look at your life, you should be able to see his greatness. And then you give him a great praise. You shouldn't mind shouting hallelujah, thank you Jesus. You shouldn't mind putting those hands together and giving him the praise because he is not only great, but he's been great in your life. Somebody shout, my God is great. That name and his stature. He's mighty. He's great. Man, do y'all know how great God is? Things that we can't stop on our own, he gives us the power to stop. Things we can't do on our own, he makes possible in our life. You know that's great. We can talk to a God who we can't see, but he hears us. And then he answers our prayers. That ain't number great. He can heal and has healed. He moves and has moved. Somebody shout out God is great. He great. But then he says a third important truth. He will be the son of the highest. The son of the highest. What does that mean? He said it in Luke 132, and he will be called the son of the highest. In other words, he was letting Mary know this God on earth. Jesus is 100% man and 100% God. He shall be called the son of the highest. Mary, God on earth is going to come through you. God on earth is going to come through you. Gee, that ain't nothing but a miracle. I said that ain't nothing but a, a miracle. When we see Jesus, the Bible says we see the Father. Jesus is God. 
No man can come to the Father except by Jesus. He's the door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's God. And you need to know that. Because you're going to see TikTok videos and you're going to hear other folk that try to debunk it. But the Bible is right. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a lie. Jesus is the son of God or he is God. Y'all ought to give him a hand clap for that right there. And again, this is important. When you pray, you pray in his name. Am I right? When demons bother you, you can cast them out in his name. He's God. And look at this. We're getting ready to close it. Gabriel says he will have the throne of David. What does this mean, the throne of David? In Luke 132, Gabriel tells him, and the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. In other words, this child has all authority, all power. He's going to have the throne of David. He's going to have divine authority. In other words, he can do anything in the heavens and in the, and in the earth. That's one of the things that the throne of David suggests. It's, it's a seat of authority or power. And all of this comes through the child, Jesus. This is important, especially young people in our day and time, when we are dealing with so many different issues and trouble in our personal life. We serve a God that got all power. I said, we serve the God that has how much power? All power. That's the God you and I serve. Well, that's the God I serve. Who served that same God? He got all, all power. All power. All power in heaven and, and in earth. And just because he got power, that don't mean we ain't going to be attacked or his church ain't going to be attacked. But guess what? The gates of hell cannot prevail. No matter what you're going through, you got to remember your God is with you. You're blessed. You're highly favored. And all power is in his hand. He ain't going to put no more on you than you can bear. And so whatever it is you're dealing with, remember Mary. Remember how she believed the message from the angel. Remember the messenger. They're going to give you exactly what God wants you to have. It's just up to you to receive it. But then remember Jesus or the child. He got all power. That's where your salvation rests. Your salvation is not in a job, not in your parents. And not in yourself. 
David said, my salvation comes from the Lord. This text is important, especially when you celebrate the birth of Christmas and when you're dealing with problems. Young people, our God is great, and he's greatly to be and he's greatly to be praised. And let us remember these important things throughout this week. Amen? I'm going to stop right there. Let's give our great God a hand clap for...